I don't know yet. Yeah, if, right. If it's, uh, You're going to talk about cake? Is that what you mean? Cake, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm the, I want to be the cake guy. <laughs> my Right now, my uh, like where I'm at right now philosophically mm-hmm. is I'm the cake guy. Yes. And I collect money mm-hmm. and I buy cake. That's right. That's, that's right. my right now. That's like where I'm at. That's so it, my whole. That's my whole thing. Yeah, everything. Right, cake gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're out there and you got a birthday upcoming, <laughs> I shoot us an email. Uh, content, content podcast, uh, yeah. and we can get you. Well, also, if you want to throw five dollars at it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's five dollars per person every month. For every month, and I buy cake. <laughs> we share the cake. We did, yeah. we're not sending you I, a cake. We're we'll send you a piece of cake. It's, it's for us. It's for us and That's people that we know. <laughs> That's right. So so if we know you, may, maybe we could give you could you yeah. cake. Get on the, li- on yeah. the cake list. But for yeah. now, you just give us the five and hope for the best. And <laughs> <laughs> no promises. No promises. Go well, yeah. Program. So I will. We'll each, uh, at least in these first couple of episodes, each kind of bring in a passage that I think, um, or a quote, or whatever, and experience something that had a sort of profound effect. Because I will say that I have had multiple, um, whether it was like listening to a lecture or reading something, where it was a quote, a passage that I was absolutely floored by, um, in a way that it like completely shook. Uh, <laughs> How I look so at the you mean world. you get quotes other than Instagram? <laughs> no, they're all Instagram. No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay, right. I don't look anywhere else other than Instagram. Okay, okay. okay. Just, just checking. Uh, my Kobe Bryant inspirational quotes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I um. So th- this is mine for the, the weekend, it was, and it, w- it was one of the first um, quotes that just it just fucking blew my mind. And it's not even in retrospect, it's not tremendously profound. It was just it more speaks to like. What I was thinking at that time, um, which I think is, is, is not uncommon, is a quote by this dude, Thomas Merton, um, who was like a Trappist monk. So he was like a Christian monk, kind of. Um, he was, you know, he wrote like 50 books over a 30-year period or something like that. Um, and he was known for kind of like attempting to bridge the gap between like Christian monks and Zen Buddhists and some Hindus and Confucius thinkers okay. and Taoist thinkers and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, the, the Trappists are very... It sounds like you in a past life, Derek. <laughs> you, should, you sure you don't, you're not connected so, to this man. guy? I don't know. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was screaming <laughs> Thomas. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, did, it, did it inspire me? Yeah, it inspired me. <laughs> um, so, he was most famous for 1948. He wrote this book called The Seven Story Mountain, um, which was him... He, he didn't serve in World War II because he had, like, a number of health issues, like, legitimate ones, not just, like, flat foot. Um, so he was kind of, like, in the service a little bit, but then he, like, got out. He didn't have to go fight in the war. At that time, he was having this kind of religious awakening, um, and he was faced with... He wanted... He was living in New York City. He wants to be a famous writer, but um, he's also, like, falling into these religious 
the teachings, these Trappist monk kind of teachings. And he's like, How did well, you find this guy? He um, sounds like you. <laughs> New York City, what is going on here? How did you find he this might, guy? It's, it's just my past life. <laughs> well, I found this dude through, I found this quote, rather, through um, a Buddhist teacher named Jack Cornfield, okay. um, who's an, an amazing dude. Um, he is uh, probably like in his late 60s now. Um, he teaches in California a little bit and in Massachusetts as well. Um, he's just uh, like studied with Thich Nhat Hanh and Ajahn Chah and like Vietnam and uh, all sorts of Buddhist okay. teachers and stuff like that. So he used this quote in a lecture. That's how I heard and about it. And that's the start of how you start to learn about that's it. That's how I, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So I did read The Seven Story Mountain. It was like very... A popular book like after World War II because a lot of guys were coming back from World War II and being like, what the fuck is life? Um, there has to be more than something like this. Yeah. So it's kind of his like journey. And he ultimately ends up, you know, becoming a monk, but then he starts writing as a monk and he kind of gets like the best of both worlds. And how, well, how recent was that that you read that? Uh, that was probably like two years ago, two, oh, maybe okay. three years ago. All right, cool. So you've been, you've been digging in for a while. Yeah, I really, I really like Thomas Burton, and I'm fascinated by the idea of a Christian monk in general because I feel like it's not a commonly held um, like stereotype or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, monks are pr- they're pretty, they're legit. <laughs> you know, they, they got it. They got they're definitely trying. Out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You know, you you, you can't walk. You know, you can't yeah. walk around saying yeah, this guy's not trying. Man. <laughs> exactly. He's pretty. He's, he, he's they're pretty serious about it. Yeah. Some of them, some Trappist monks are like vow of silence, or they're like they're very big on like no idle conversation, and they're very uh, astute, very ardent. So no, no podcast. For no them. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get him on. He, te- he didn't text me back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, whatever, man. All right. Um, so the quote is, um, and again, at, at this time when I heard this quote, I was like playing in a band. Um, working a day job, shitty data entry during the day, and uh, my hyperactive mind was absolutely driving me crazy. And I was in this band being like, why aren't we doing this? We should be doing this. Why aren't we, what, well, those guys got this. Why aren't we getting this? We should, well, they got this. Why can't we just, um, very much caught up in this sort of a modern American seeking. Yeah, you were having like, the, the anxiety. It sounds like that. It was, I was losing my mind. That's quite common. I think so quite common i think so which is like you know an affliction it's ridiculous so this quote was um a, like a young activist wrote uh wrote thomas merton being like i feel kind of burnt out uh, what give me some help here one of the things he said is do not depend on the hope of results you may have to face the fact that your work will be apparently worthless and achieve no result at all if not perhaps results opposite to what you expect but as you get used to this idea, you start more and more to concentrate not on the results, but on the value, the rightness, and the truth of the work itself. Boom. <laughs> All right, now, if you, if you heard that quote, this is just, and, and you just heard that, and you're like, this, this, what the hell is this? This is not the podcast for you. <laughs> like, if you heard that quote, and, it, and you weren't like, holy shit, damn, that's crazy. Just pause like, it. Like, this is not for you. It's co- it's, we won't take it personal. I'm not taking it personal. This is, you're in the wrong place if you were trying to figure out. <laughs> if you heard that quote and you were just like, eh, uh, what is this? But I don't get it. We was nice talking to you for a little while. <laughs> all right? Thank you for listening. You're, we're just letting you know. This is, you're in the wrong place. 
because I was so caught up in, and as I think we are led to believe quite often, very caught up in being results-oriented. I'm going yeah. to do this. I'm going to go. I'm going to work really hard in high school. Not because I care about that, but because that's it means I'll get into a good college. I'm going to work really hard in college, not because I care about that, because it means I'll get a good job. Yeah. I'm going to work really hard at that job, not because I give a shit about it, but because it's I'm going to make a lot of money and have a big house, not because I give a shit about be- oh having boy. a big house. It's an empty, it's Alan Watts, uh, life is not a race, it's a song. Yeah. When you are listening to a song, you're not like racing to get to the bridge where you're like, this part is really good. The second you hear it, you're like, dancing. Cool. Yeah. But we're led to believe that life is a race. You have to race to a point to get this and this and so this. So what you just described, I, I mean, I'm sure uh, 90-something percent of the people listening can relate. I, think I so. know I can. Um, and it doesn't sound fun. It sounds really <laughs> crappy. It's true. So how did how you know like how to think about you know like how did we get to a place where a that's fine, it's accepted. Mm-hmm. You know we we learn to be tough, to turn off the feelings, the emotion, and push forward. And yeah, you may feel that way, but you gotta you know like like how did we get to? That's what it provoked in me. You know like. It, it sounds pretty crappy. I like the quote because he's saying, dig in, go, you know, don't worry so much about what your work is going to produce. Don't worry so much whether it's going to make an impact. It may make an This is how I feel. It may make mm-hmm. an impact. It may not make an impact. Mm-hmm. But basically put yourself into it and... Be let it be whatever it might be. It it actually reminded me even of there's uh the Hebrews Hall of Fame. It's in the book of Hebrews. He uh, Hebrews, and uh, it talks about um a bunch of people who died before seeing the promise fulfilled. Hmm. So it's like all these different people from you know from the scriptures, and it's like they all died not seeing the promise fulfilled, hmm. and it's sort of like they'll never know. So according to them, during their life... It never happened. It never happened. Maybe I'm pretty sure they probably said, you know, what the hell, you know? What the <laughs> hell, God? Right. You know, I mean, damn. Like, right. So th- there was a lot of effort put into this, and I thought it was going to turn out into this, and it didn't. You know, and, I, and I, I've applied that to myself, like, uh, for example, with my kids, where, like, um, you know, you'll be doing a lot of work, you'll be doing a lot of things, you feel like nothing's... You know, you go through different things, and the, the Hebrews Hall of Fame, I've kind of thought about it and said, well, maybe I won't see it, you mm. know? Whatever sacrifice is happening now, right? Um, me trying to open up these type of more content doors for myself to pass it on to them somehow, maybe maybe I might not even realize this, but I o- I'm opening up this, like, legacy maybe, hopefully, of 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 thinking of things differently, and that's why it's important for me to at least make some progress on it. Because I'm living, basically, you just described the life that I'm sort of in. You know, <laughs> in, in what way? Which is humbling because I mean, yeah, you know, you 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 work. You may not be completely fat. You know, like 
uh, in love with your work, but you work because you have to do this and you have to do that. You know, it's mm. it's not so much of the leveling up of it. Mm. You know, because you know I'm I'm 45 and I'm I'm sort of, you know, in a certain place in my life where it's more about uh, raising my kids right now and stuff like that. But it it sort of passes on. You know, because if you if you you know get to this place, uh, you know. So you can open up your own business. Open up your own business so you can do this. You know, like, so you, you're like you're never enjoying these moments, mm. and then even even when you kind of settle into something, you still kind of I still kind of feel that you know like where I'm still I'm doing this so that this can happen, but I'm not really in that moment. You know where? Why can't I be? Yeah. Why right. can't I be right now in that moment? And that's that's the content content, you know. Yeah, exactly. Why can't right. I be? Shouldn't you know? If I if I can do what this guy's saying, and if I can look at it, like I just said, maybe I'm planting this legacy. I'm here. Um, let's say you know in a job that you know whatever. I'm not 100 percent crazy about. But what if I can have that real perspective? You know, like really believe that, you know, like mm. not just say it to feel better, right. you know, like positive thinking, yeah. you know, oh, I'm going to, uh, you know, and, and then being grateful does help, you know, don't get, don't get, you know, yeah. I've been working on that. I, I think I mentioned to you, you know, just mm-hmm. in the morning, just being, uh, saying things I'm grateful for, it does help. It puts yeah. my mind in a better place. That's a great technique right there. But even, you know, like getting more into it, you know, not just being grateful, but getting into a perspective of fully understanding like the quote you just said, you know, like fully understanding it and like uh, seeing a bigger purpose in the, in the small things you're doing mm-hmm. and getting up commuting, like what, it, you know, shit, what if that could happen? You know, what if I could get on? Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm just a, sh- you know, one of the sheep. You know, I'm I'm in this crowd. I'm on this crowded train. I'm getting out. I'm on doom do doom do doom do doom do doom like that rat. You know that that animation. Yeah, I'm like I look at this ad. I look at you know. I feel like that guy. Yep. But I mean, why can't I not feel like that guy? And that's the that's the goal. You know, why can't I not? You know, yeah. I my eyes just make seeing that we're all crowded on this train i do the same thing every day but why can't i through things like what we're doing and through other things that i can inject into my life feel better about it see it in 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 a way where yeah maybe this isn't going to pan out into something gigantic Mm -hmm. that people will remember you know these these commutes i do every day (laughs) yeah you know and and so on but maybe they'll they'll be some something in there Mm-hmm. That and that is really at the heart of content content as well is like um, there's a difference between happiness and contentedness. Yeah. Um, there's a Buddhist principle they talk about a lot of being dispassionate, which in the sort of like modern interpretation or context. Is that a fancy way of saying being a New Yorker? <laughs> is it That's right. It's a fancy way of saying, I'm walking here, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's what it seems like. <laughs> but, but, but being happy, in order to be happy, you have to know sadness. This is the yin and yang of the universe. You cannot, food can't taste really good. If you're not really hungry sometimes. Yeah. In engaging in happiness, you will inevitably engage in an equal uh, and a requisite amount 
of sadness. Yep. But contentedness is more about like an evenness and an equanimity. I know Ramdas always talked about like it's not it's it's never really about your external situation. Um, rather, uh, that's not totally true, because we are obviously, as we were saying, so influenced by all the things around us. Where you know society is one giant organism, mm-hmm. kind of moving together. But we really can't. We have so little control over how society operates at large, or how politics operate in this enormous superstructure. Yeah. That's difficult to control. What we can control is our own like reaction and relation to that thing. And Ramdas talked about hippies in the 60s and 70s. You know, they dropped out of school and they went to India because they were like, I'm going to get enlightened. I'm going to solve all my problems. Mm-hmm. And they got to India and they realized they were just as miserable there <laughs> as they were in Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Nothing changed. And it's because they were not working on a sort of inner contentedness. Now, the good part about this is that it means you don't have to uproot your life, yeah. divorce your wife, and you know start taking the transcendental meditation courses in, in Palo Alto you know, in order to save yourself. It's crazy what you're saying. Because <laughs> you, you know what it's making me think of? How you know right away people are in a, a situation and they, it's, it's, a, it's a runaway that's what we're conditioned, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> you know, you don't like your job. Okay, quit. You don't like this. Uh, Get oh, out you don't, of there. You don't, oh, your girlfriend's giving you shit. Go. Right. You want this, this and that. Like, this is a very common thinking. Mm-hmm. And what you just said flies in the face of it. So it's like, instead of always being like, oh, you know, whatever. I don't like this. So I'm going to go or I'm going to surround myself with people. This. All right. This I hate. <laughs> you know, I don't like this one at all. I'm going to surround myself with people who make me feel good yeah listen right look i don't know where you're gonna find these people (laughs) i don't know who they are i don't know what the hell that even means all the time like 24 7 they're gonna make you feel amazing yeah like oh i'm cutting people off really seriously like (laughs) honestly no like not to disrespect anyone who really believes that strongly right but i'm not buying it at all because you're first of all the people who make you feel so great, if you're around them long enough, at some point, they're, they're going to do something to not make you feel so great. Something. You know, <laughs> one day I'm going to want to eat sushi and Derek's going to say, I had sushi last night. And, and I don't be, feel so yeah. good about that. <laughs> I don't like that. You know, that's going to piss me off. A, I would And never, now I'm oh. supposed to not hang out with Derek. Right, right. Yeah. I'm done with Derek. Done. Derek's a downer. It's over. How he, dare he have sushi? How dare he have sushi? Yeah. And, and that's what that kind of thinking does, I think. It's destructive because if you're just constantly, as soon as someone blows your mood or, you know, blows your high, oh, I can't be around them. Mm-hmm. Bull, that's bull. You know, that's ridiculous. Like, we all go through ups and downs. We're supposed to, and, all right, here, here's my crazy thinking. We all go through ups and downs. We all hurt each other. We are supposed to love each other, not conditionally, like actually just love each other and stick it through, learn about each other. You never know. Maybe you'll learn something about yourself. Maybe you're a little bit of, you know, maybe maybe I'm a little bit of an asshole too, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, and maybe uh, maybe I need a little bit of, of, of someone to rub that salt on me, on, on that cut that's open and, and be like, ooh, damn. You know, I am kind of like that, you know? Right. And if you're just constantly trying to be around people that make you feel good, I'm I'm going to take a wild guess here. 
you probably don't have friends for a very long period of time. <laughs> you probably have like, you know, I hung, I was hanging out with these people and then they did this and that. I can't be with them anymore. Now you got new people and that's probably been just cycling. And you're probably wondering why everyone's so messed up. Right. You're right. At that point, you're like, what's wrong with people? Everyone's this. and every Well, you're not really sticking around to find out anything. And, you know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I had to go off on that. One. <laughs> no, I agree, man. Sorry. And it ties back to the Merton thing that, like, you know, being res- always wanting to be around happy people is kind of similar to being results oriented. You're like, I'm doing this yeah. thing so that I can get Good one. this. Yes. And I have a whole thing on like, I wish because business is tied into this quote too, that like if you're uh, a, a 50 year old guy mm-hmm. and you're like I want to paint you should go to the store get some paint and paint a painting but most likely everyone in your life your wife husband your uh, w- people you work with the uh, friends good friends of yours are like Greg why the fuck are you painting what, what, yes. no one's gonna buy you your ju- paintings all right, here, here you, you know, know what <laughs> guess guess who just set up my quote <laughs> oh, there it is I knew right. it would tie in my quote uh, is this. I, and this is my I think it's mine I, I have never heard anybody say it as you change and are no longer who you were don't be surprised if the people who liked who you were aren't so excited about who you're becoming. Mm. And it ties into uh, what I was going to talk about for my quote, what you were saying. So there's a story in John 5. It's about someone who cannot walk and is waiting for healing. Uh, I'm reading this, so if it sounds like that. Uh, Jesus speaks to them and heals them on the Sabbath and then instructs them to break religious law and pick up his mat. So he was on this mat, and he's oh, he basically uh, he, he's sitting there, and when these waters move, people kind of run into them because they're going to get a healing. So I'm, I'm guessing that these waters probably had some salt, you know, something he, some healing nature to them. Okay. So people would wait around, and when, they, when, the, when the waters would move, all these minerals and everything would move around, and it would, it would be soothing, you okay. know, at, at least. I mean, I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. So he listens to Jesus. He picks up his mat and is completely healed. He couldn't walk before, you know, and only to be school scolded by the religious leaders for carrying his mat because it was the Sabbath. You're not supposed to pick up anything. Sure. So they totally disregard the healing, and their only concern was asking him who had healed him, not that he was healed. So they didn't care. They didn't say, <laughs> wow, you're walking. This is <laughs> awesome. I mean, I saw you for the last five years here, let's say. Just just having to get carried And you're, now you're walking around. They didn't like the new him. Sure. They, they're used to him sitting there. They're used to him in suffering. They're used to him being under the, the, you know, the law and doing what they say. He picked up his mat, and he didn't listen to what they said. So now they don't like who he's become. Mm-hmm. And that's that's something I, I read into. I'm, I'm reading that into it. It's not an interpretation. I'm kind of reading that into it. Mm-hmm. So he went immediately to once because he didn't know who Jesus was either. 
That's the cool part of it. Okay. So he doesn't even know who the heck this guy is. This guy <laughs> told me, pick up my mat. I picked up my mat. I'm fine. I don't. Then they came to him and said, who is this guy? I don't know. Right, he's, so he's a he, nice guy. later on, Jesus bumps into him. And then uh, he finds out, okay, oh, you're Jesus. Okay. So he's like, okay, let me run and tell these guys. They wanted to know who he was. Mm. So he's like, okay, let me run and tell them. So he tells them. And they still don't care anything about the miracle. They're just running after. They're, they're trying to find Jesus because they're so upset that he's healing on the Sabbath. So he, it's a, so basically their biggest concern was defending their system. Sure. Which kind of ties into what we're talking about, about this system of thinking a certain way, going from this level to that level, so being tied into it. So there's a lot you can get out of that. You know, Jesus didn't follow any religious system rules. There was a stronger focus on the individual and collective needs. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, I also see for us, you know, to be content and to, or, or to, to be healed, to get out of the thing we're in, we've got to pick up our own mat. Yeah. You know, you've got to pick it up because I mean, you know, whatever your belief is in Jesus, you know, is, is this a real miracle? Forget about that. Let's, let's just look at the person, you know, in the story, whatever, however you want to frame it in, within your faith he could have just healed him. Mm-hmm. He said, pick up your mat. And I think that's like super significant because it shows that if you want to change your perspective, if you want to do something differently, even if you have help, even if you're in the right situation, ultimately you got to pick up your mat. You got to do it. And you've got to do it. And, right. I, and I think that was big. And, um, you know, when he's, I think, we t- yeah, I talked about that. And, um, and here it is. When we pick up our mat, there will be many who may not like it because the action may not fit in with their idea of you. Mm. And I think that's just like what you were saying. That guy, he's 50 years old. He wants to paint. You know, and people are going to say, well, what the hell, bro? What are you doing? We watch uh, whatever. We watch football and we, we, you know, we see who drinks more beers and that's what we do on Sunday. What the hell are you doing painting? Right. Like, what's wrong with you, bro? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, you got to be able to live with that. Like, if painting is going to make you happy, if... You got to do it. Some people are going to hear this podcast, and that's that's not the Mike Gomez that they know. Mm-hmm. Not going to like it. Right. You're a comedian. It's not the Derek I know. Right. You True. know, he's, you know, whatever. But that has to be okay. You know, you pick up your mat. The people come from the system. They judge you. They don't like what happened. They want to find out who, you know, who's this uh, monk that that he's reincarnated from, Derek. <laughs> we want to, you know, like, let's find this guy. Let's, let's, you know, find a sorcerer to bring him back. We, we, we just scold him. So it's like, it's always going to happen. It could be someone close to you. It could be a, It could be a parent. It could be a brother or a sister who you totally respect and need their cosign, you know, like their their support. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it has to be okay through transition that, you know what, maybe the support won't be there. Maybe, maybe until they see how happy you are and they see you painting and they see that, you you know, you, you got this whole room that you, you committed to painting and you have a whole new group of friends who love to paint, and you're more excited when you see them. And you know, until they see those fruits of of of, of it, 
They may not, and, and even when they see the fruits, they may still be pissed. Right, right. And that's okay. That has to be okay. That has to be okay. You know, right. and, but it's hard for us because, geez, man, we're, we're looking for likes on our picture. We're looking sure. for... We're looking for this adrenaline hit of, you know, oh, they like that. Oh, they like me. Oh, you know, as a producer, like let's say me, I put a, put a beat up or something. Oh, they like that beat or someone sent me a message or, you know, we're looking for this like, but like the quote you, you threw out there, it can't be about that. No. It can't. It has to no. be like, you know, may, maybe, uh, we, you know, the, the truth is if we're going to live by this quote, for the podcast, we may only have a couple subscribers. <laughs> True. Right? Mm-hmm. But we should keep doing it because, and that's the nice thing about it having a selfish aspect. We will still get blessed by it. True. We would love to grab some things and give them to people that are useful and helpful because yeah. it makes us, it's going to make us feel like, wow, not only is it help, it, it's like a greater joy. You know, it's like it's doing something for me. It's doing something for Derek. We're mm-hmm. enjoying it. And holy cow, like 100 people like it. Right. You know, and, and right. someone just sent me an email today and they were like, I'm going to paint, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, and, and as, as a sort of expression, you know. Right. I'm going right. to paint, meaning that they're going to go do that thing. Yeah. I'm going to go paint, mm-hmm. you know, like. I want to go paint, you know. I know what my painting is. <laughs> I know what my painting is. I know what is. mine is, too. Uh-huh. That can be for another episode. <laughs> I want to paint, too. Well, it's so interesting, man, because um, that's a, I've not heard that Jesus story before. And uh, it is, I think, uh, yeah, very poignant for a number of reasons, and not least of which is that Jesus could have just waved his hand to men like, hey, you can walk now. Yeah. But he didn't. It's like, you got to do the thing. I can go give you some guidance. And, and you, you got to do it. Against the system, right? You've got to push back against this expectation right. of, well, what? What do you mean you're not going to go to college? How are you going to be an accountant right. if you don't against go to college? The system. Right, and that requires um, a tremendous amount of courage, yep. and like you know, you ha- kind of have to follow your intuitive feeling. But something that I think it's it's so um, like important in that Merton quote that. Talks about yeah, not, read not, that one more time because that, that quote was... It's, it's a banger, right? Yeah. Do not depend on the hope of results. You may have to face the fact that your work will be apparently worthless and achieve no result at all, if not perhaps result opposite to what you expect. But as you get used to, the, as you get used to this idea, you start more and more to concentrate not on the results, but on the value, the rightness, and the truth of the work itself. You know what I like that just jumped out? As you get used to this idea. That's a huge part of it, too. Ooh. It's not a thing you flip a switch As and it's you like, get I don't used care. To this idea. Uh, uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing it to be famous, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not, not a big deal. No, no, it's like you dig in, you get used to this idea, so it doesn't happen overnight. You think about this painting that you're going to do, whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to paint. How am I going to paint? You get used to this idea. Then you also get used to the idea that I might just go and paint and and no one will ever know. You know, like, it, they'll, they'll, you know, like, I mean, no, but me being, saying no one, I mean, you may never sell a painting. Right, right. You may never have an an, an IG with some cool-ass paintings <laughs> that Spike Lee's going to buy one. Right. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're like, you know, he puts it, you know, whatever. Half I love this guy. And, I'm, uh, right, and you're now you're through the roof. And now you're like shit at MoMA. Yeah. And stuff. You're the, yeah. You're at MoMA. <laughs> you're like, you know, I don't like that champagne. 
Because it's not bring about... Me, yeah, bring me the one I like. <laughs> it's not about the results. It's about the value, the rightness, and the truth of the work itself. You can yeah. have a painting hanging in your garage that you painted that you could have more value and more truth in than a filmmaker who got hired by a studio to make a $250 million Transformers 5. And that person doesn't give a fuck about that movie. But they did it because it, they they would get another movie after that. And, right. and maybe that would this producer would look you. at them and look. I'm, I'm, this is a test of, of your, your will to follow that quote. Uh, Are I'm you going to fail. I know I'm going <laughs> to fail. <laughs> <laughs> right now, what you just said, yeah, there's a, a hundred thousand million whatever people that are going to say Derek is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like what you just said. So? <laughs> so what? You're gonna, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> he's not a winner. You know, he, that's that's a loser thinking. That's you right. gotta You got to work hard. You got to do this. You got to, you know, like, right. there's a there's a ton of people that, that, that are, that are going to say that's stinking thinking. Right. That's not, you know, you got to think that you this and you can if you start out thinking that you're not going to be able to do. I can just hear pastors against you. I could sure. hear so many voices out there. You know, right. the coach of the basketball team, of course. the pastor, a, a parent, yeah. a, a friend who's Work like hard, super motivated, push it, who, deal with who's, it. You know, who's so physically fit that they're, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's people in in everyone's life who are going to think that that is just horrible. Right. What it's you the just absolute said. World. And a lot of it is conditioning, as you had mentioned. And But and how do you feel about that? The like way I feel about it is it's it's a bit um, like almost counterintuitive or, or backward. But like what's funny about this quote is it's kind of a microcosm of uh, Thomas Merton's life, that he moved to New York City, and I did kind of identify with him. It's funny. He's like talking about walking around Union Square in like, 1931 and I'm like I was walking in Union Square yesterday (laughs) but anyway he is like a young hotshot got out of college he's like I want to be a famous writer so he's writing you know short stories and stuff and trying to get published and then this like monk thing kind of like starts to creep into his life so he had like limited success as a writer um, publishing fiction things or whatever but he became a monk, then started focusing on the rightness and the value, the truth of what he was then writing. Ah, uh, okay. He beca- he starts writing about those experiences and things like that, and he becomes a super famous writer. Uh-huh. So it's the same thing as you and I saying, well, we would like to help someone else that... If you hear a quote or something, so a you're not going to quit the podcast after I <laughs> let you know oh, that no, I'm done. people are going to say you're a loser. You're no, going to keep done. going. I'm out. You're, okay, <laughs> I'm quitting. <laughs> it's that, and this is the the biggest fallacy about you know being goal oriented or whatever. It's like, um, yeah, I would like to help someone else because it would help that person, but also it would selfishly help me. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but that's oddly the way that compassion works. When you buy some when you buy a child uh, a, a new uh, toy, a new stuffed animal, 
They play with it for five minutes, and then they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Even if you're an adult, you save up to buy a car. Yeah. It's, and you're like, oh, it, my God, I got this new fucking car I always wanted. Yeah. And six months into it, you're like, it's my car. Yeah. Uh, whatever. But when you... So these materialistic things, being re- goal-oriented, results-oriented, it gives you, like, very f- uh, fleeting pleasure. Yeah. And again, pleasure is like happiness. You can't have pleasure without pain. But true contentedness, true compassion, like, comes through being compassionate to other folks. I agree. And and you would get more, truly you would get more joy out of, like, giving your grandma a hug that, like, made her day than you would buying a new laptop. Yeah. Um, I know that, like, I would like a new laptop, sure. But, well, when hugs you're talking release about endorphins. There you go. So that's science right there. So uh, laptops, I'm pretty sure they don't release endorphins. So. <laughs> well, maybe they do. Maybe right? they do. Maybe if you wanted it, it bad what enough, you're looking at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> depends what website you're on. It's going to release plenty of <laughs> endorphins. <laughs> so well, that's the biggest fallacy: is that well, well what am I going to, uh, uh, you know, um, volunteer to homeless shelter? Those people won't appreciate it. It's actually like it's kind of selfish because you're like yeah. I'm gonna feel good about the fact that I have helped people who are disadvantaged, and that and type of like heart swell and, yeah. and again a very inner uh, like inter even uh, within that feeling. though even within that um, there's kind of that quote can apply too you know because it's sort of like being inside of something you know the quote kind of feels like committing yourself to something, being inside of something, and, and, and doing it. How you're seeing it while you're doing it is really important. And I would even say, like, let's say if you are helping someone and the homeless, that also applies too because how you're seeing your, your situation, you're helping, are you looking for results, like them to appreciate it? Yeah. Are you looking for something like that tan like this with that mindset to be tangible to you or are you looking at it like in a way where they might not appreciate it they may not see it maybe they're going like like having this greater kind of connection to what you're doing mm. uh, which is more like sustainable if you think about it because if you're just going there i bet most people i mean i'm guilty I've we've we've done some stuff like where you know we 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 run around we give out food we we do a couple of things but it's not we don't it's not sustainable we don't do it all the time mm-hmm. and I think part of that is probably because of the way those things are set up you know I mean you know not to be critical I mean for God's sake they're helping people yeah but I'm just saying like humanly speaking and how 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 we're wired being more connected like in in uh, in that type of way. I think is you would get greater joy. Um, you'd, you'd be doing it. It's kind of weird because it's a paradox. Doing it from a truly selfish perspective, like a like a really like you're doing. It's like going deeper, you know. Like yeah. doing like if you're doing it for them to say thank you, that's like a shallow selfishness. Yeah. <laughs> like if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like you've got to do it from this deep selfishness, like where. Like, it's such a deep selfishness that you're 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 within that situation, 
and you're doing it not for them to say thank you, but for yourself to feel better, to feel like you're contributing, to to like, you know, be there in, in a way that I can't even explain right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the content, you know, place. You know, like not not like, oh, so I can, you know, say that, you know, I was there and now maybe I'll be nominated as, you know, the greatest helper of the year because right. not only did I volunteer, but I set everything up. Well, I'm the one who coordinates. I, I you know, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's me because that's the last thing I am. <laughs> I, I get cake and that's the biggest thing I do right now for people. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm struggling <laughs> with, within. I'm having an internal struggle about that. So I'm not that guy. But but I you know does it what does what I say make sense? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the the perfect example of being that shallow selfishness is the politician showing up at the homeless shelter and serving food go. for seven minutes for, an, for the photo click, op. Clack. And you're like, well, this will make me seem like a nice guy to yeah, other yeah. people, so right. th- that will be my result, and I'll get it. Yeah. But you can do that same thing. And yeah, and, and really, what it is 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 uh, it requires a little bit of faith that if I help this person they'll be happier. And because we are very sensitive beings and we're all very impacted by one another in our environment and things like that, if I make this person a little more content, that makes the world a better place and the world will be better to reflect back upon me. Yeah. Um, that when good things happen for other people, like as I, I'm really not like a jealous person. Uh, comedians especially can be very like, and like actors, like uh, musicians too. Like they got that. Yeah. They're not even funny. How dare they? That which is such a patently uh, ridiculous way to look at um, success or, or achievement or whatever. And on top of that is, if I, I'm friends with a comedian and they start doing some kick-ass show, that's good for me too, because I'm part of that. See, now you're going into the deep selfish place. Yeah, exactly. Good, which is yeah, good. exactly. Right, yeah. right. And really, that, the, the, this is the shallow selfish, which is like, why are they there? It's like, how dare now they? Now the deep selfish the is deep like... deep selfish is... That's not... I'm whole... happy for them. And not only is that great, because I'm happy for them and I'm not going to be jealous, but like you said, maybe now you're even opening up to like, hey, I'm happy for them. You know what I think? I think that being happy for them opens your mind up to the other possibility of, hey, now that they got there, maybe they'll help me. Now, maybe they not because right. they can be a complete jerk also. Sure, and sure. they can say, yeah, Derek, you know, I remember you helped me tremendously. I, I slept in your house for a month and, <laughs> you know, blah, blah, blah. But now I'm, you know, I've got my own show on NBC right. and you can't even reach me anymore because my numbers changed 30 times. And I told my manager, if you call, to to just ignore you. Right. So, you know, that's possible too. But I'm that's possible. But even if that were the case, yeah, it would go. have been more beneficial for me to have been nice to them along the way, right. just because it would have been more pleasant, right, for me personally in that experience. You're going deep into the selfish pit now. Exactly. Yeah, Which is it's a, it's a bizarre. That's a very deep yin yang thing. But like the being incredibly selfless is oddly a very selfish thing. It is. In the end, it is. It's a paradox. <laughs> it is. It's a complete yeah. it's almost one yeah. of one of the biggest paradoxes that yeah. there is. Being completely selfish is selfless in a sense. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Y- yeah. 
that now that but it's true it's incredible but true which is what a paradox is it's right. incredible but it's true right yeah being deeply selfish taking care of yourself and your mind and your well-being and trying to be content is being deeply selfish yes and that is actually being selfless and you can do it anywhere you can do it yeah. right now right cuz like being con- like i said there's a there is a difference between being happy and being content contentedness is more of a, a an evenness or an equanimity that you know um when 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 buddha got enlightened um he didn't just like ascend into a being of light <laughs> and just like never he was he wasn't just having parties all day like oh shit uh there's another like um ancient buddhist teacher i think milarepa um he was an enlightened being he was recognized in his community as this he fucking guy got enlightened but he was also like a farmer during the day Mm. and he buddha also would people would come to him now i'm a teacher i can teach people other things and milarepa would get upset that the crops didn't come in as well or this thing the rabbits keep eating this or whatever being content is not being happy all the time it's it's Happy is fleeting. Happy you know? is fleeting. Yeah, it's like the 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 outer, you know, like the the shallow selfishness will get happy when someone thanks them. Yes, abs- absolutely. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> well, thank you very you're, much. You're very welcome. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> it's it's like uh, you know where where, it, but that lasts how long? And, and then the next guy flips you the bird. Right, and you're like, oh. Oh shit! He doesn't you fuck know, that guy. Appreciate it. Uh, blah, blah blah. Now you know that's it. Happiness is gone because right. it happens. It happens. You know, from from uh, my experiences, <laughs> you know, my little experiences that I've had. You know, uh, trying to help people that are you know in a bad s- spot on the street or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've I've had uh, people throw throw the McDonald's bag at me. <laughs> you yeah. know, I've had that happen uh-huh. because they didn't want McDonald's. They wanted money so that they could buy drugs. Sure, and, sure. You know. I didn't know. Yeah, you right. Know, I was just thought uh, it was a cheeseburger. Yeah, I thought they were hungry and <laughs> thought I was doing something nice. And uh, no, I wasn't. But you know, at at that time, I was I was the shallow, selfish, uh, right? Being like, and I'm I was like, look at me, here I go. Yeah, here you go. And I was like, you prick, you know? Right. What right. kind of guy does that? You know, you know. But I guess the you know the, the deepest. <laughs> I don't even know what the deep one would do there. <laughs> What the it's, hell would he do, Derek? The, 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 I think the deeper selfish self would say, I extended compassion to this individual, yeah. and their environment and their current mental state didn't allow them to receive it the way that I intended it. Um, but that doesn't impact the now, fact is this, that can I, still I extended curse compassion this to this person, person. Like, you know, and then do that? Or, um, like, you know, just, I just say, inside. I say yes, okay. so long as there's a big Buddhist principle of attachment. It's so okay. As I let it go, right? Like I exactly. don't hold on to it. Exactly. If like, you then never gave any money to any homeless person oh, ever, got you. and you said okay. you dis- Forever. despise they all... homeless people, and you would never even look at one for the rest of your life, that's bad. Are you calling me a Republican? <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. I shouldn't have. That's that was it. so bad. That's exactly. It. That was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost half of our base. We we had two subscribers, now we have one. <laughs>